and welcome to the Amanda Reed Podcast. I am your host and teaching cheerleader, Amanda. I am a former teacher, Indiana-based, and now live in Savannah, Georgia, helping teachers start an online business who wish to gain time and financial freedom. Tune in every week as I chat about all things teacher-related, creating healthy habits while still teaching, what to do if you are burnt out, and what and how to turn to when you are ready to walk away from the profession. My goal is to guide you to living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hi, teachers. Happy you are here today. I hope your week is going well. If it is not, what can you do to change that? Is there anything you can do to help with why the week is not going well? If your week is going well, what is making it go so well? Maybe you should celebrate, especially if things are going well. Um, Before we get into the actual episode here, I want to remind you how um, you can connect with me and get in touch with me. Um, If you're on the LinkedIn platform, I am on there as Amanda Reed. If you are on Facebook platform, I am on there as Amanda Reed. And if you are on the Instagram platform, my handle is Amanda underscore Reed, R-E-E-D. So you can find me on one of those three places. And feel free to DM me on there. I'm a little backlogged at the moment, um, but I will get back to you as soon as I can. Now, I'm going to start by saying off by starting off by saying this. Um, This is not an episode to sway your mind in one way or another. I have been asked this question by enough people that I thought it needed its own episode. So here we go. If you would have asked me six years ago or 10 years ago, I would have laughed in your face if someone would have asked me if one, if I was going to leave education or two, um, I would have left to become my own boss. Um, I literally have thought so many times that I am not cut out for this Um, up until a couple of years ago, honestly. I still have times where I feel like quitting or this is not for me. Um, It's normal, though, for those feelings to be there. Um, It is how you react and move through those feelings that make all the difference. This has not been an easy journey at all, but I can tell you it has been one of the best journeys in my life. Why? Because I have discovered who I really am. I've discovered who I am meant to be and how my life is supposed to be used to serve others. There are so many other reasons, but those have made the biggest impact on my life and the way my marriage functions and the way my kids interact with each other, love love one another and others as well. Um, I have been intentional on working on me 
my brain, my mind, my thoughts, and all of that transfers right back to all the parts of my life. It has even transferred to my family in so many different ways. Okay, this role of being your own CEO or an entrepreneur, this is all how all of these things are how um, it's kind of shaped me today, who I am today. Uh, so going back to thinking about leaving teaching, I, if this is you, if you're in this position right now, um, I had made a list of pros and cons of staying versus leaving teaching. Um, that was kind of step one in the whole process of transitioning from classroom to CEO for me. Um, I also made a list of what my life would look like and feel like if I had stayed or if I walked away for good. So those lists, from those lists, I discovered that I wanted time and financial freedom for my family. That was kind of like my aha light bulb moment. That's what I wanted. That was of utmost importance. I also wanted to work and schedule my day on my time and my terms. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't want to work for someone else and I just didn't want to have to um, report to somebody else any longer. So my husband and I share a common goal for long term. We want to live and give back on our terms. Um, if I see a family in need, I want to be able to give to help. If I see a need in my community, I want to be able to give. I want to be able to help, whatever that looks like. It could be time. It could be money. It could be things. It could be helping solve problems. Whatever that is, that's what our goal is. So going back to my lists, um, I found that I would have to teach basically until I died or, you know, to be able to get anywhere near the income potential that I needed to be able to live and give back on my terms. I would literally have to be in the classroom uh, until then, or I could retire if that's a possibility, who knows in the future what, you know, where education is going. I just, I don't know. Um, so thinking if I stayed for, you know, 30 plus years more, you know, at this point, um, so when would I get to experience that time and financial freedom that I wanted? Hmm. Probably not until many, many years down the road from now, if ever. So that thought was very concerning to me. Um, looking at the lists of staying versus leaving, that was very concerning. The other component when going back to my lists, I found that time with my kids was also a very huge priority of mine. Um, I was really lucky that I got to take six months maternity leave with both of my boys. So I did get more time than other people with their newborn babies. Um, but I also realized I had lost out on a bunch of years, eight to be exact, with my oldest. Um, that, you know, I was tied to deciding, <clears throat> is it worth 
writing hours of lessons plan, lesson plans to take off time to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is with my kids. That was kind of the question that, you know, kept popping in my head. Now, I do realize that I had breaks and summers off when I was teaching to spend with my kids, but I utilized that time catching up on life, house tasks, um, curriculum learning, planning more, you know, lesson plans and different ways of teaching things, you know, all of that stuff that needed to be done and caught up on was on breaks. So it was actually taking more time away with my kids. Um, So by the time I had actually, you know, gotten what I needed to catch up on on those breaks, the break was over and it was time to go back by going our separate ways again. So my oldest would go back to school. I would go back to school um, to teach. And then my youngest was bouncing back between um, family members. Um, He wasn't in preschool at that time. So, you know, we were all going our separate ways. Um, So in summation here, teaching was definitely not going to meet my family's needs of wanting the time and financial freedom. And it sure was not going to relieve the stress and mental health issues that I had been battling at that time before I had officially left the classroom. So I knew those two things were for sure, you know, not going to meet the needs that I want for my family. Now, searching um, other jobs in the corporate and other remote working jobs, um, even private school, um, part-time teaching jobs, right? Um, I found that I would have to report to someone on their terms and their time. I also found that uh, possibly, it would possibly be I could get higher pay, but my yearly salary raise would not get me to reach the income that I wanted to live and give back on my terms. So basically, I would still have to work years to gain the higher pay levels or move up on the potential ladder if... You know, I had the skills and or experience that that particular company was looking for in promoting their employees. So again, I found these other opportunities weren't going to allow me to work with my kids at home. And I could not really set my own hours or, you know, my, have my own flexibility like I want. Or if I needed to take a day off or, you know, wake up and take my kids to do X, Y, Z if I wanted to, I could not just go and do that. Um, It would have required me to wait until evening or, you know, use PTO time to get the tasks done that I needed or wanted to get done. Now, when I considered the entrepreneur route and making my list of pros and cons, I found that I could literally create the work environment I want. I could control my income because I could price things according to, you know, my skill, my time. So I could price it how I want. Um, And I could set my own working hours that I need or want. Um, So now I'm in, you know, in this routine, in this role of being an entrepreneur. Um, And I'll often take time to fold a load of laundry in between taking calls, chatting with others, um, working on creating content. Um, Right now I'm working on a huge project, a digital resource project. 
So the flexibility, you know, that's what I wanted. Um, the one con I did find with the entrepreneur route was, you know, it would take some time to build, but I was okay with that. I wanted something that I could build and do to serve others that I know that need the problem that I can help them solve. I knew this route would allow me to live out my dreams and to create the time and financial freedom that I've longed for for so long. Um, going into my teacher skills now, my teacher skills apply directly to becoming an entrepreneur. Time management, communication, organizational skills, creativity, um, helping individuals reach goals. That was what I loved being able to do in the classroom. Well, I did love that. Um, you know, before I had left, those kind of things were you know, especially the creativity part was kind of being robbed from me, right? So those skills I mentioned, I'm going to go through those real quick and kind of take you through like the difference between being in the classroom and being an entrepreneur. So time management. Now, time management is a bit different from the classroom setting to working from home on your own time, but it still carries over because you have to manage your time well for either both settings, right? Um, if you cannot manage your time well, obviously you don't get much done. Or you spend time focusing on things that aren't going to drive the needle in your business. Um, or you get other things done, right? Which is, which is great. The other things that you need to get done, but kind of not necessarily the things that is going to drive your business in the direction of growing. So time management, that's kind of how it plays in both areas. Um, communication skills. So in order to run a business, you have to communicate, right? You have to be able to talk to people, answer questions, lead conversations. Um, I know people out there will tell you, you don't need to interact with others or you can just chat in the dms you know to run a business which you know some that might work for some people and some businesses but for others um it doesn't so well so i like to talk you know to people if i want to help others whatever business idea we're talking about i want to be able to hear the person you know i want to be able to hear the conversation i want to be able to know I want the other person on the other side to be able to, you know, build that like, know, and trust. So I want to talk to people to make those genuine connections. If people reach out for questions, I want to be there to have that human conversation, right? Um, if I'm working with a client, you know, you have to have really good communication, communication skills with people for that particular reason. So this is the same with being in the classroom or even having a corporate job. You need to be able to communicate effectively with others for a wide array of needs and reasons. Um, and when I was in the classroom, I always noticed that the teachers who I came in contact with who did not communicate effectively with parents always had more questions and kind of a bit of resistance on certain things or topics. And I... I kind of took the approach when I was teaching to over-communicate when I taught, right? 
because I believe that parents have the right to know me. They need to know their child's needs and they need to know what's going on in the classroom to be able to help, right? Or a team, parent and teacher for the child. So communication skills, that is that. Now let's move into organizational skills. So in order to start, grow, and eventually scale a business, you've got to be organized. You need to be organized in the workplace too, just as much. Um, You may face deadlines, lengthy projects. Um, And if you're not organized, I would imagine your time would be not, you know, spent as effectively as it could or should be. You know, if you're not organized, you're going to scramble often. You're going to look for things. You're going to take up more time looking for those things, right? And running a business, you have to keep track of, you know, business spending, income earnings, taxes, and so much more. So organization is a key element to running a successful business. It's also a key element to running a, an effective classroom, So organizational skills, there we have it. Now, the creativity is the next component. Um, So, you know, the reason I went into teaching was because I wanted to help children. I wanted to work with families, but I also wanted to use my creativity. But I'm sure as you know, um, you know, as the years went on in education, that kind of element has been taken away from us. Um, there has been very little creativity allowed in the classroom anymore. It's kind of, you know, following certain, um, curriculum plans, a lot of scripted plans. Um, and it seems like, you know, when you do put your spin on creativity and you try to be creative and, you know, go off the grid a little bit. It's like there's resistance there and you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And it's just, it's not appropriate, especially for kindergartners. We all know that. Um, so anyways, off on a little tangent there. <laughs> uh, but I, if I stuck to the curriculum map and standards to a T every single day, I assure you that your child would not have gotten the creative side of me or the creative planning side of me. So, in all of that being said, it has been so refreshing to prep, plan, and create so many awesome things um, running this business. I can create what I want, how I want, on my own terms. I can get as creative, you know, as I want, and you can get as creative as you want um, with running your own business. So creativity, there we go. The next component is helping and or differentiating to individual needs. So this, I feel like, is a lifeblood skill to teaching. So based on what you choose, classroom, corporate role, starting your own business, you have to be able to differentiate to individual needs accordingly. If you're running a VA business, a virtual assistant business, right? You'll have to differentiate your work to tailor to that particular small business owner or whomever your client is. Um, If it's a brick and mortar business that you're helping, like they're going to want specific things. They're going to want you to do things in a specific way oftentimes. So working with clients, 
Um, I get to help with discovering skills and talents and determining what kind of small business to start. And, you know, that's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Not everybody has the same set of talents or desires, um, which, you know, leads to different business options for different people. So um, the differentiating part in helping people is vital to running a business, such as the one I am running. Um, So, yeah, there we go. Differentiating to individual needs is that last component there. There are so many other skill sets and areas that I could go into um, and I could keep going on and on, but I want to keep this somewhat short for the teachers out there who are listening because I know time is precious. Um, But I hope this gives you a start as you begin to really look at what you want for your life. We only get that one life to live and it's not worth staying miserable for. So I want to leave you with this. I hope nothing but the best for your next steps or your next chapter of the story that you are writing. I hope the absolute best for you and I hope that you have a blessed day.